want to hear something spooky? This is not as brightly lit. Where every day is Halloween. Uh, One thing comes around every Halloween season. And this one particular thing really sticks out to me, kind of kind of gets in my craw a little. But before I get to that, let's go over the basics of going trick-or-treating. You'll notice I said going trick-or-treating because that's what the activity is called. You put yourself a costume on, get yourself a trick-or-treat bag, and for God's sakes, please put some reflective tape and get a flashlight or something. I'm telling you, please, you have to do it. You have to. It's life or death. And you go out trick-or-treating, maybe with some friends, maybe by yourself, some family members, however, however you roll when you're trick-or-treating. You're going to go up to a door. You're going to walk up and you're going to either knock on the door or ring the doorbell. Now, obviously the porch light was on because not only is your flashlight and reflective tape important, it's also important that that porch light is on because if the porch light is not on, no go. Abort. They ain't got candy. Just go to the other house. Go to another house. Now, obviously, if the porch light's not on, but they've got spooky mood lighting on and maybe like a fog machine or something, go. Just go. This is a good house. But if the light is off, they're out of candy or... They're not participating. Maybe they're not at home. But you go to that porch. You walk up to the front door. You either knock or ring the doorbell. They open it up. Oh, and you go, trick or treat. You see, you say trick or treat. Because you're trick or treating. If you buy a Halloween trick or treating bag it will likely say trick or treat on it. If go on YouTube right now, as I'm recording this, it's March. I don't know when you're listening to this, but it's March. So safety videos will have to be watched on YouTube. Because the rest of the world's really just watching these things late October, when it gets close to actual trick or treating. So you got you gotta you gotta go to YouTube right now and watch yourself a trick or treating safety video. Just search those terms on YouTube. You'll get your classic safety videos. You'll get some newer ones. They all say trick or treat safety, right? Okay, we're all in agreement. So, assuming if you're listening to this show in March, 
and maybe if you're listening to an inappropriate Halloween season, you've watched a Halloween special or two or three hundred. How many times do they say tricks or treats? What? You know, you watch you watch The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, all-time Halloween classic. Lucy says tricks or treats. I think so. Yeah, I think actually it's Sally. I think both of them say it. Tricks or treats. No candy, no pumpkins, no tricks or treats. Huh? You, you, you can watch a bunch of other Halloween specials. And they will refer to it as tricks or treats. So, um... When you were out trick-or-treating... At what point did you refer to it as tricks or treats? You didn't. You did not. You said, I'm going trick or treating. You knocked that door. You said, trick or treat. Or if you were that one jerk kid, you looked around and went trick or treat. If you had plastic vampire fangs in, it sounded like, if you were wearing a mask it sounded like this trick or treat. because you were saying trick or treat and you told everybody you were going trick or treating so why does all of these Halloween specials say tricks or treats but when they're going trick or treating they don't say that they knock on that door little little Spongebob or whoever goes trick or treat yeah cause that's what you say and they even say we're going trick or treating but at some point in the show they'll say oh boy Halloween candy pumpkin tricks or treats what I I, I, I have never met someone who said that in real life unless they were referring to those specials if they were being ironic and trying to sound like one of those specials. This is not a big deal. It's not. I'm not even angry at it. I'm making an episode of my Halloween All Year podcast about it because it's weird to me. It always sticks, it just pricks me just right when I hear it that I'm like, boo I don't get it. But being that I've said that, I thought it'd be a good idea in addition to that. Because expressing my basic confusion over that term has only lasted 7 minutes and 17 seconds at this point. Not including the intro music. But I... I've noticed in recent years, I don't know if it's just a change in society or what, but it seems like some kids have lost that basic sense of how to go trick-or-treating. This past Halloween, to be fair, it was a pandemic. And also, to be fair, I wasn't 
having the door for them to knock on. Instead, I sat in my driveway with the candy, so that way the kids wouldn't have to walk up my yard. They could just walk up, trick or treat, here you go. Here you go, kids. And it was a pandemic. I didn't get a whole lot of trick-or-treaters. I just didn't. But I got some. I got a few. And they just walked up and held their bags open. <sighs> they did say thank you after their parents reminded them to say thank you. And you're understanding there. They're kids. They're still learning the basic grace of someone gives you something, you say thank you. That's, that's cool. That's that's kid. That's cute. You go, hey, you're welcome. Yeah. And you wave at them. And say trick or treat. They just walked right up, held that bag open, and looked at me. And I blame I blame the education system. I have not been in school in a while. And to be fair, various forms of adult education don't teach you trick-or-treating, which is a crock. They should. But I think we need to go over this some more because, yeah, yeah, I kind of, those are probably the same kids who refer to it as tricks or treats, I bet. No, they don't. They don't do that, Rob. What are you talking about? They don't even know to say trick or treat. They just open their bag. Now, if they had said gimme, it'd been another thing. They'd been directly quoting Garfield's Halloween adventure. And I try to throw a piece in their mouth. Hope they see some pirate ghosts later. So let's cover some basics of trick or treating. At the beginning of this episode, I pretty much explained it to you. You walk up, you knock on that door, say trick or treat. They give you the candy, you say thank you. You wave and you say bye. Now I also talked about the porch light, that's important. I will strongly recommend you walk up the driveway. Walk up the little walkway to the front door. The reason I'm saying this is it's dark and I have yet to see a flashlight made that will show you where the dog poop is in the grass. You're going to step in it. Or you could be that one kid whose costume is just a little too long. And then you've got some, you've stepped on your horror robe or your ghost sheet or your Disney princess dress onto the dog poop. Now you gotta live with it for the rest of the night. Trick or treat, what's that smell? I don't know. And that's it. Now, prior I had mentioned the old lady who will ask, what are you supposed to be? Now, if it's very obvious what you are, don't be a smart aleck. 
50% of the time, she just wants to hear you say it. I know, it's weird. For some reason, adults want you to tell them what you are, and they think that's cute. I kind of get it. But there is a point where you see unmistakably Batman standing there. And you say, what are you supposed to be? Uh-huh. Uh, old lady, please. I'm trying to work with you here. You're killing me. But you say, I'm Batman. And she says, Dracula? Just, yes, okay. I'll be honest with you guys. You know, you know when you get home and you're sorting your candy and you're like trying to find the pieces with the razor blade stuck in and that kind of thing and you run across those crappy peanut butter chew things? Yeah, they were from her. And, um, you know that's the candy you're going to eat last because you, you wanted to eat the Nerds and the Skittles and the you know, Reese's Cups. And at the end of it, you're like, all I got left is Tootsie Rolls, these peanut butter chew things, and whatever a Mary Jane is. And you're like, it's still candy. Three quarters of the time, that peanut butter chew will be harder than any rock you will find ever. And that's because that same old lady took that bag of candy and put it in her freezer for next year. There is a test with peanut butter chews, a basic litmus test. You know, you look for obvious things like punctures where someone might have stuck a needle in the candy bar or you know, discolorations where they might have poured something on it to make you sick. Well, squeeze that peanut butter chew just a little bit before you decide to eat it. Because, I mean, it, it still tastes like peanut butter and everyone likes peanut butter. Yeah, it's not the best candy in the world, but you're like, well, it kind of tastes like peanut butter. It's in that orange or black paper wrapper. And you squeeze it a little. And there's a little pliability. Oh, okay. It's still good. If it's if you can't squeeze it a little bit. That lady bought that crap in the 90s. And just keeps refreezing it every year. We all know a relative who freezes everything. And he tries to eat it later. <sighs> Grandma. I don't want to eat cake that's been frozen for a year. Why do you do this? <sighs> you know, that's another thing that sticks in my crawl a little bit. I'm going to admit, is the, uh, is the asking what you're supposed to be. Not in the act of it, because, you know, they may just not know who you're supposed to be. Maybe you've got a bad costume on, or maybe they just don't know who that is. And let's be honest here, some of those costumes are fairly generic. You know, you buy a scary mask, you buy a horror robe, you got a plastic meat cleaver, 
It's not the glow-in-the-dark hockey mask. It's some weird monster face. What are you supposed to be? Monster! I mean, you just say things. You know, ah, I'm scary. And that's okay. I cannot tell you how many times I was clearly not Dracula. And someone thought I was Dracula. That, uh... That chased my head a little bit. You know, um... Old lady, I've been looking forward to this all year. I put a lot of effort into this costume. I'm clearly not Dracula. What does Dracula look like? He's got a cape. He's got fangs. You notice I said trick or treat. It's a trick or treat because we're wearing the plastic ones. I'm a child. Um, <laughs> I've got white makeup smeared on my face. I'm Dracula lady however if I am green with a flat top head and bolts sticking out of my neck I'm I, that's it you know who that monster is you know who that monster is okay who are you trying to fool with that are you Dracula whoa look it's Dracula I, I, the pride and joy of my Halloween costumes of my entire life is the third grade, 1986. I was a werewolf. I will bring this costume up every chance I get and sometimes find a way to work it into other conversations. I will admit that. And that would be this werewolf I was for Halloween in 1986 in the third grade. It was a pause Halloween makeup kit costume. It had cardboard ears that were pointy. I had tan makeup on and then brown and black makeup that looked like hair where I you know, I did a little squiggly line with my fingers to draw the hairs on. You know what I'm talking about. Clearly, it's hair. I had plastic fangs in. Because I said, try hard, right? I drooled a little. I had a... The back of this pause makeup kit costume not only had the cut-out wolf ears, but also a full moon medallion that I used a piece of brown yarn to fashion my Wolfman medallion necklace. Werewolf lady. I, um... I'll give you a little leeway here. Maybe I had a red face and I was red face Dracula. We've seen the drawings. You can be a green-faced Dracula. I'll give you that. If I'm green-faced and have bolts on my neck, no. If I'm green-faced and have fangs and wearing a cape, yeah, man. Clearly a hairy-looking creature howling as he's running across the yard because 
He's excited. I'm not Dracula. So, I love Halloween. So very much. And I'm assuming if you're listening to this in March, so do you. I'm understanding if you haven't listened to us until the Halloween season. Totally cool with that. It's cool. I do the same thing. I'll I'll binge listen to Halloween podcasts at Halloween time because I love it so much. But part of loving something is acknowledging some of its faults. That old lady who asks you what you're supposed to be half the time is part of its faults. Only half the time. The other half the time's okay. But if she gives you those rock hard peanut butter shoes, you're going to burn that house down. You can go to hell, lady. I will remember you next year. I will not. I'll come back. Oh, yeah. It's her. Because you'll never see this old lady any other time of the year in the neighborhood. You'll never see her leave the house. You'll never see her any other time than Halloween night. And then one year, there's just someone else there where she moved. And they knew you were the wolf man. Yes. But they asked if you were having fun with tricks or treats and you just go, what? What? You too? What? What is this? What this is was not as brightly lit. A podcast by zonebase.org. The show can be found there as well as Anchor.fm backslash Zonebase, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Music, Breaker, and I think a lot of other podcast platforms at this point. My name is Rob, and I thank you so very much for listening.